Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole from Still Frigid. At least snow's not coming down. Snow's on the ground, but still cold as hell, Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, if you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. I am up to 839 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you. Let's try to get this rolling. I keep seeing a thousand. Let's at least try to get to 900. Let's tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody about Sports and Strawberry Ice. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, we're going to do some Bengals offensive line discussion today. Like we've talked about a lot, but more in depth into uh, the guards and tackles. Uh, Tommy Lipscomb from Hooday Nation will be joining me and Jeremy D later on in the show. He did a, a really awesome post. I, I t- uh, advise all you guys to go check it out at Hooday Nation where he broke down uh, who's the guys that are worth uh, his top 10, I should say, and how much money they made and everything like that. So it's a good uh, thing to go check out. It's on Hootay Nation. Now, the Bengals came out with their next-gen stats, which I thought was kind of interesting. And this just, to me, tells you how much talent the Bengals have. Now, the number one next-gen stat play, these are all top plays, was Tyler Boyd. Boyd who recorded a top incredible yards after catch with his 72-yard touchdown against the Miami Dolphins. We all remember that. It's where he caught the ball, broke a tackle, and took off. Really the only exciting play in the Miami Dolphin game, and then he got thrown out, which is completely stupid. But you get two. Now, this is kind of surprising. because We all talk about how Joe Burrow and A.J. Green didn't connect much. But they connected for two of the league's top 15 most difficult completions of the year. I thought that was kind of interesting. Then we all got Brandon Wilson, who had the 20th longest play in the 2020 season with his 103-yard kickoff TD return. So I always think those are just some interesting stats and things that the uh, the Bengals had because we have more talent than people give us credit. All right, title of the show today is What's Your Dream Offensive Line? Basically, I'm not saying Hall of Famers, or anything like that. I'm talking legitimate this year for the 2021 season. Guys that they could draft, guys that they can sign, and things like that. Like I said, Tommy will be joining us later on, and we can discuss well, how he broke down the guards. But right now, I'm going to bring in my boy, Jeremy D. What up, Jeremy? What's going on, brother? Uh, not too much, man. Just, uh, you know, reading all these crazy mock drafts and uh... – Got some pretty cool stuff about uh, what Hushman Zada had to say what about, uh, you know, keeping Burrow kind of fits into what you were saying about keeping him safe and healthy. And got a little Fields talk and got a little Buckeyes from the last last night's Penn State game. So got a little bit of everything, man. There you go. I want to bring this up. Titus just uh, posted this. Now, I did hear something about this. That uh, he said, "What's up, Strawberry?" Just heard that Von Miller is going to be get cut from Denver. But do you think the Cincinnati Bengals might pick him up on a one year deal? Because you don't want a lot, of, he, or you don't want a lot of money. He doesn't want a lot of money. Um, you had an interesting take on this earlier today about all these different free agents and stuff that uh, everybody wants. And then, what, what, what was what was the take you 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 had? 
You actually uh, uh, from from the post that I had read, is that yes, is that, yes, okay, yes. yes. Um, I believe it was from it, it was from a Bengals group. I it, I, I want to throw them love. You know, it was I read. I think it was Bengals IQ something. Um, and Titus, it, maybe you were even the one that uh, put it out there, man. I don't know for sure, but somebody just put out Bengal fans. It hurts my heart to tell you, but we cannot sign every single free agent <laughs> right. this year, and it has nothing to do with Mike Brown being cheap. We just <laughs> cannot sign every single free agent that's out there on the market this year. And exactly. I, I thought to myself, you know what, uh, th that's a pretty dead-on post because we get to thinking that sometimes, and right. we call Mike Brown cheap and this and that. But we're not going to be able to. And right. I think we're going to have some good discussion here on offensive line and maybe uh, adding some uh, somebody like a Von Miller uh, once we get to go on with uh, Tommy here. And Keith, what's and up? Keith, what's going, up? Going, four, going four wide here. Got uh, Tommy was on and, and Keith showed up. So Keith's one of our P1 viewers. So I always like to try to get him on there. So Tommy, Keith, Keith, Tommy, how you guys doing? <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, guys. What's up, guys? So I'm going to get into this uh, thing that Tommy posted. Sorry, I had to take a drink of water real quick. Let me uh, bring it up here. And I thought it was a really good breakdown of the tackle, or excuse me, guards. Hang on a second here. I got my computer to work. Uh, da, da, wait, up a little higher. Hold on a second. I'll get it there in a second. Of uh, the guards and how much money they made last year and his version of the top 10. And I thought, you know, I'm like, hey, you're going to do that much work. You might as well come on the show. We can discuss it. I, I, I love it. And like I was telling him, uh, Tommy, you know what? We'll take guards, man. And I think we can get guards at a great price. I think our main deal is, is tackles. And we'll get into the tackle conversation. Oh, he left because I was wanting to bring up the tackles with Tommy. <laughs> he got frozen. He's got he's got that West Virginia internet, kind of like you got that Alabama energy. Yeah, internet. <laughs> I know it. Um, but this is the way I was looking at it. And Tommy, if you're watching, trying to get on, man, hopefully you can. But right now we have Spain, who was a solid guard. We've got Siafilo, Suafilo, whatever, solid guard, good backups. But we really need to. We've got to protect Burrow. But what I was thinking is this. If we get that $55 million range under the cap, there is a guy that not many people know of who is a top 10 right tackle for the Buffalo Bills who took a hometown deal to show his skills last year of $3.5 million named Daryl Williams. And I could see Jonah Williams on one side, Daryl Williams on the other side, Trent <laughs> Trent Williams. All would, Williams. Would be, yeah, they, all Williams. They would be, between Daryl and Trent Williams, you would save about 10 to $15 million. And this... And Daryl Williams was a top 10 tackle in the league last year. And I'm thinking if you can save that money 
and put a little bit of that towards defense after you fix that offensive line gets me a little bit excited. I don't after you take Thony uh, and you know maybe somebody on Tommy's list. Right. What do you think, Keith? You've, you've been off of quiet. I tell you what, this is funny. You know how they say great minds think alike. Mm-hmm. I actually made some notes last night about this very thing. And I'm with you, Jeremy. We don't need to spend a lot on free agency to fix this team. Here's my wish list. All right. You you get Clooney or Corey Lindsley. If you get Lindsley, you kick Hopkins out the guard. Right. You get Trent Williams or Daryl Williams at the other tackle. Then you have money on defense, and uh, if Sewell is there at five, I think I probably still take him because he's sure his thing in a draft. But to me, to me, if you do this in free agency, then I trade down to get more picks. But right. the other free agents I would sign, nobody's talking about this guy, Leonard Williams. If you have yeah. Leonard Williams on defense mm-hmm. next to Reader. And yep. you got Daniels in a rotation, you're going to get pushed from the middle. Right. Another guy. Von Bell. You got Von Bell? Look. I'm talking D line. Oh, okay. 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 He's going to push it up the middle and that frees up the, the outside guys that free up. But you know who else? Hubbard. Speaking of outside guys is a free agent. Who's that? Bud Dupree. There you go. Yeah. Now, UK boy. And what do you like better than anything else? Beating your best friend and your worst enemy. So, you know, he probably would love to beat up on uh, Roethlisberger. But um, in the draft, Pitts or Chase, I don't see you losing either way if you trade down, and they're still there if you trade down. Cormora or Cormoa, that's my other guy on defense. Right. That's the guy from – is that the guy from Notre Dame you keep talking about? That's a guy from Notre Dame. Okay. And you re-sign Willie J3. Mm-hmm. Well, my the, the mine, I, I keep going back and forth. And I I, I just me and Jeremy were talking about this before the show started. And I can kind of see this scenario just for the Bengals' future and to give them plenty of money to sign people on, on defense as well. Let's just say they sign Thuney. Okay, you got Thuney and Spain as your guard, and Hopkins as your center when he comes back. You got Jonah Williams, you put him at, at right tackle, and then you draft Sewell or Slater, and you put them at the other tackle. Which the only thing that scares me about that is you got a basically a second year right tackle, and you got a rookie left tackle. That's the only thing that scares me. But future wise for the Bengals, those are two pillars that are going to be there as long as Joe Burrow will be here. So I like that moving forward. It kind of scares me at the beginning of the year, but it frees up a ton of money to to sign Lawson, to sign Willie J3, to go out and get maybe Von Bell or go out and get uh, J.J. Watt or, or or Shaq Barrett or somebody like that. Because they're, they're going to need more push, like you just said, Keith, from that offense or from that defensive line to get pressure on that quarterback. This is where I'm at. And, Tommy, you know, uh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, welcome you, back, Tommy. How you doing? Yeah, man. I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't know if you got to uh, hear much while you're uh, reconnecting there, man. But I kind of look at it this way. You know, we've got Spain. 
We've got Cervillo. We've got Jonah Williams. We've got Hopkins. If we take Thune and we go ahead and take Daryl Williams, who is a top 10 tackle and literally came to the Bills on a friendly team-friendly contract for $3.5 million. He's going to want a lot more than that now that he's a top 10 tackle. But you take him as well, then there's no guessing. Then there's no guesswork. on Is Jonah Williams, after two years, really only playing one, going to progress into a dominant tackle? Is Sewell going to progress into a dominant tackle? For right now, with Joe Burrow, if we would take Daryl Williams, have Spain at guard, Hopkins, Thune, and then Jonah Williams, that would leave us plenty of money to sign WJ3 and Carl Lawson or WJ3 and a pass rusher like Bud Dupree or Von Miller, who's going to be out there? Yeah. I don't know how you about Tommy, but that's, that's somebody's got some dogs. I, I think pressure. No. Sorry, Keith. I muted you. Your dogs are barking. Good, Tommy. Hey, I agree. I don't think that they need to just go out and revamp the entire offensive line, but. Because they do have some good guys there, some good key players. And I do agree with uh, Thune coming in, and I do like Williams as well. I really do. Um, this is one thing I've mentioned is uh, Swell, Sewell is the best tackle in the draft. You know, hands down, we all know it. But if they can't get him, there is life after Swell. Yeah, th- yeah, that's that's the thing. It's, it's not all – it's not going to break us – if we don't get him, because we got Thune and there's other goods. And I really think at five, we'll, we'll get Thune or Slate or Sewell. One of them we'll get. So anyway, why don't you break down your, your list here and you, how you uh, came up with your rankings here, Tommy? Okay. Uh, sure. Um, this is just something I wanted to do. The main reason I did this was the one of the hardest positions to uh, evaluate is the offensive line. You know, they don't really, really don't have a lot of stats out there. They don't get a lot of the, uh, recognition like other uh, uh, positions do. So I went through and there was various things that I did. Uh, I used pro football focus, you know, to help get a gauge. I actually watched a lot of video. This, um, this list right here took about five days to put together. And this is just, you know, of course it's just my opinion. There's a couple of guys on there. Um, you know, I'm sure people aren't going to agree with, but I'm sure we're all going to agree with number one and number two. Oh yeah, right. for sure. I mean, well, we'll we'll agree with with. Uh, I just took it took it down there. Dang. I, <laughs> I got two things going on. I was going to put up uh, the stats here for this is what I like about Thuni. This is the reason I'd like to get him if it would bring it up. Come on. Hey, nope, not that one. Wrong one. All right, here you go. He has allowed three sacks in 2008 pass blocking snaps. That's ridiculous. That's why I want him. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's good. So yeah. that's why he's my number one guy. Go get him. Go get put Spain on the other side. And and if you can get another a left tackle, great. Which it's not we I want I would rather sign a left tackle. Don't get me wrong. I would rather do that. But we don't have to. It's not because like I said, I think Sewell or Slater will be there. So I, that's where I'm like, Thune's the, the guy for me to go get. That's to me, that's the big key piece. Get him and and Spain at guards, and then you keep uh, Serfilia as your backup because, like I keep saying, you need a stack talent, you need a stack talent. So that's that's where I'm at with this. And I mean, I, I would love to get Trent Williams. He's probably the best tackle, but it's gonna cost a hell of a lot of money. And, hey, and Tommy, Williams. that uh, to take five days to do that, I, I don't think I'd have the patience to do that. But uh, I, I, I appreciate the work you put in for that, brother. It was a lot of video. Like I said, this is just my opinion, and. I'm really glad that you put up like the snaps on Thuny because after Sheriff and Thuny, everybody else has question questions about their ability. Like I really right. like Wayne Taylor, Green Bay. He's a really good guard. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He can play center. He's played it all, and uh, he did really well at um, guard with the Lions. That's why the Packers brought him in. But he had that knee injury last year. Another right. guy like Ray, Don Feliciano. He was a pro ball alternate, what, in 2019. Another good guard. Warford. Had last year. So, yeah. You, know, you, you, you're really paying for the uh, durability as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I, I, last year showed that as much as anything, as many injuries as the, as the Bengals had just in general on the team. You, you want guys who are going to be there for every snap. Go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, I was just going to say, and, you know, you, you have him at 10, and you, you could probably put him really anywhere past the top five, but even DJ Fluker. I mean, you know, a big body, you know, somebody that can move, uh, you know, he's not going to cost a, a ton of money. I mean, that that's a good list right there. My only hope is just, you know, guards, as they always say, you can get a guard in the fourth round. You can get a guard here, here, and there. Well, we need a guard now in free agency. Yeah. And we need an offensive tackle now in free agency, I believe, because everybody's in love with Sewell. And I am too, from what I've seen. I, everybody likes Slater. I've watched Slater. I, we played against him a couple times. Um, he, he shut down uh, Chase, Chase Young one game, you know. Uh, but if it come down to – if we're going to fix our offensive line and free agency, Daryl Williams from the Bills, to me, the 10th best tackle in the league at half of Trent Williams' price and getting Thune, signing our players, and being able to still then go ahead and get – you could still take Sewell. You could, if you, but if they're a bust, it's not as bad. You know what I mean? It's not as bad as if you put all of your eggs in one basket. You know what I'm saying? Right. That that's kind of yeah. how I feel about it. Um, Jeremy, or if you take Chase, you know, you, you can you, go ahead. I, I agree with you 100% because the number one priority on this team right now is protecting Burrow. Yeah. That's the number one thing. And we've all seen, I just got one name for you, Tony Mandrich. Yeah. We've all mm -hmm. seen the can't miss Andre Smith. Yep. 
Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Give me That's the Do the offensive line through free agency. If one of those guys falls to you in a later round, go ahead and take him. But address that offensive line with free agency with a with a known. You know these guys have produced. Don't take a chance on killing your franchise quarterback because you want to save some money and hope that a guy is what he was in college when you can make sure of it with a proven pro. Then, on defense, if you bust through free agency or the draft, it still ain't that big a hit. Because if they mess up on defense, they're not going to get somebody else hurt. They're not going to get your quarterback hurt. Right. Oh, linemen, different story. The whole offense, you know, one defender doesn't run the whole defense, but the offensive line runs that offense. Right. Well, I'll tell you my, my, uh, my dream scenario. Now, like I said, I said dream scenario is guys we can actually get this year. I'm not talking about getting Anthony Munoz or bringing these guys back, but my dream scenario would be, and it's probably gonna be the most expensive way to do it, but would we get Thune to get, uh, keep Jonah, move Jonah over the right and get Trent Williams at left. And that puts Spain at the other guard. Like I said, Serphilia as your backup. And I cut Bobby Hart or try to restructure his comment or his contract as way too much. But to me, that because the most important thing, like we all, all said here many, many times, is get that off its line under control. And we need guys who can be there, who can, uh, you know, be there at the start of the game, start of the season, and make it to the end. The guys that aren't injured, but now kind of cut out. Stay it with me, Jeff. The best, avail- the best ability is availability. Right. That that's what scares me about Jonah Williams. I feel that's I, I, that's because he missed his whole rookie year and he didn't get to finish this year. But nat- one of the guys who uh, one of our P one viewers, uh, the natural, we call him the natty. He brought up the thing that Jonah might have gotten injured because he had to do more because the guy next to him wasn't as good as he should have been. So he might have been out of position when he got hurt, which I. I think that's good, a good point. I don't know for that for a fact, but that's the only well, thing that scares me about Jonah. Yeah, and, and on top of that, too, our season was already tanked. And, you know, who's to say that if we were in it, that he couldn't have played just, you know, to play oh, NFL? Dude, if, 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 if we were in it, he would have played. Mixon would have played. It'd be totally different. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I totally believe that. But so when you're talking about your dream scenario offensive lineman, you're going Trent Williams. Uh, these guys, right? So, would you feel okay going in the draft with your dream scenario offensive lineman? Yeah, and having our defense the way that it was last year. Well, the only I wouldn't say I'm okay with it because you can also draft guys, you know. So it's not going to be oh, the yeah. same no matter yeah. what we do. So. It would depend on what we get in, in, in the second round, third round, all that stuff. So uh, it's not going to be the same. But that I want. That, I think if you get Thune and you get Trent Williams, it's a lot of money. But you still they're they're we talked about how under the cap they are and how much money they're going to have, and and they re- release the guys they've talked about releasing. They're going to have even more money. So even if you do sign Thune and Williams, you, you should still have enough money to sign Willie J three and Lawson. But the thing is, like I said, if you get that offensive line, you got Joe Burrow out there, and you can control. The offense, you can control the ball. The best way to play defense is keep your offense on the field. So if they're, they're, their offense, their team's offense is on the bench, to me, that's the best defense. So, yeah, I would be okay with it. It wouldn't be my ideal situation. I want them to, to obviously add, but I think it, w- it could work. 
Hey, that's good enough. I was just hey, I was just making banner for the show, bro. I just wanted to yeah. see how well, you were feeling about it. Go you're ahead. also by doing that, you're taking the pressure off the defense because they're gonna score more points. They're gonna take time off the clock, and the defense isn't gonna go out there every time thinking, "God, we got to get a three and out." If we don't get a three and out, you know, um, so it makes them better in in that aspect. And uh, I I want to I want to ask you guys this question because I might have to cut out any time here. I'm my buddy. We're gonna go work out, but you and this workout crap. I always you always gotta go work out. Sheesh. What, bro? <laughs> He's throwing those just. Just, just throwing this out here. I don't want Throw people out, guns their minds, out. Okay. I just want your take on it. And honestly, I don't have the answer. I'm still mulling it over. I thought about this the other day, though. Well, yeah. Would you trade Joe Burrow for Deshaun Watson? Hell no. No. Um, reason being. Burrow, I think, is going to be every bit as good as Deshaun Watson, and he's cheaper right now. So we we can we have money to to play with. If you get Deshaun Watson, you're in the same predicament that the Texans are in. I think. Here's the only here's the only reason I would consider it is the fact that Watson is more mobile. Not, and I'm not taking anything away from Burrow. Burrow did a right. great job. I honestly, looking at that O line, thought he would be out by game three the way he was getting hit. But that would be the only factor thing I would factor in. To me, it, it's pretty much even. On my take, and, and then, uh, Tommy, you can take it away, or and Jeff, whatever. But, man, the accuracy is there with Burrow. It's not always there with Watson. Watson can run. Burrow can, Burrow can run. He wasn't able throw. to a, a whole <laughs> lot. Um, but the guy can throw dimes all over the field. And on top of that, Burrow had the worst team in the National Football League last year, pretty much. It was on the Jaguars. And, and had them competitive in every game. I, yep. That's right. You mm-hmm. took the words out of my mouth, man. We were, we were literally at the doorstep of winning just about every game Burrow played in. And that yep. is a whole lot more than Deshaun Watson can say. And he had a better team. Yeah, I'm just we, 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 boys. I said, we beat the Texans. Yeah. Oh, I know. We, and we, and we, we beat the Texans. That was one of the games we won. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. and that was without, I think that was even without Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Tommy? You're, be, you're being off quiet. We're, we're all the talking heads here. What, what do you got, Tommy? From a performance standpoint, I get exactly where you're coming from with Deshaun Watson. I mean, he is a playmaker. But, you know, but, and here's my big but, you know, Burrow's younger. He is cheaper, you know, from a business standpoint. And I think that there's been a lot of good uh, arguments made about, you know, uh, his accuracy. And he's going to be able to be a playmaker, too. My biggest thing with Watson was watch him this past year. I know he's been with the Texans for a couple of years, but look at how he got down, you know, when that team just wasn't doing good. You know, he, right. it got to mm-hmm. his head. I really don't think that Bo will let that get to his head. 
No, if, if he if he still got his head up after after his rookie year, I don't think much will will get him down. I mean, well, if it's year after year after year after this, probably would, after a while would. But I, like I said, I think I think the Bengals are in the right right uh trajectory. And yeah, and I I like I like uh Joe Burrow. Like you said, Tommy, I like Joe Burrow's attitude, and oh, it's he always believes in his own ability and his teammates, and he always backs up his teammates, which is uh, uh, the number one thing you could do, I think, as a quarterback. You always take all the blame because you're going to get it regardless. The coach and the quarterback. First, it's going to be the quarterback. Then it's going to be the coach that gets blamed. And Joe Burrow takes that, and and he's good with it. And he almost does it to a fault. I mean, when you want to talk about Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow as locker room guys, I'd take Joe Burrow 10 times out of 10. Because even after, you know, his knee got completely destroyed, he was still out there talking about, you know, his his boys in front of him that took care of him. And, and you know, uh, crazy things happen when people fall over other people and your knee, you know, they happen to fall. I mean, he still wouldn't call out the oh, offense. Oh, he could have called out Michael Jordan and said, it's your fault we got the stupid oh. sucky line. He didn't say any of that, you know? The whole year he could. Yeah. I I agree with you guys on this. Like I said, I wanted to stir the pot with that just to get some opinions. But yeah. Tommy made a great point. And you know what? To your point, Tommy, Deshaun Watson, before the season started, when they traded DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, he was done mentally. I pissed him off. Yeah. No, that was his, that was his go-to target. That that irritated him, and that and that's another thing too that I like about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow doesn't we all wanted to get Jamar Chase because they had that that chemistry. But Joe Burrow has proven he's not going to throw it to just one guy. If you're open, he'll throw it to you. And that that's to me that's a sign of a a very good quarterback. I mean that that's what Tom Brady does. That's what Peyton Manning did. They don't just have have it to throw it to one guy. I mean Tom Brady one year had a Hall of Fame wide receiver in, in Randy Moss, and he still didn't throw it to him all the time. He, he had Wes Welker, who ha- had just made catches as as Moss did. And that's well, what it was Dalton's biggest issue. He's going to Greener Eifert when he needs a big play. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Burrow doesn't do that. We're just right at those two guys. Burrow, look, if you really look at it, the first about three games before he got hurt, and I know we've talked about CJ Uzama Ooh. quite a bit, but he was thrown to that cat more than he's ever got thrown to in his life. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's a big target. He was mm-hmm. getting open, and he wasn't trying to play Kate to AJ Green or even Tyler Boyd, who really is a 1A receiver on just about any other NFL team, in my opinion. And he was nailing, you know. Uzama, like it was going out of style those first few games. Sadly, he got hurt, but right. we're you know that's coming again this year. So we barely threw to Higgins the first two or three games. Right? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. I want to I I get to, to Nick's uh, comment here. I think he's got two of them. These are pretty good. He said, "I think Wolf, Wolford could come on the cheap after sitting out a year. Get him and Tooney, and then he comes, follows up with uh, let's see." Here. Guards' value has never been higher with more and more great interior pass rushers emerging in the league. And he's right on both accounts. The only thing that scared me about Wolford, I do think we can get him cheaper for that, but he has sat out a year 
And when you get older, you you sit out of here and you don't, you know, muscle memory and all that stuff. You might lose something without, you know, you know, old saying goes, you use it or you lose it. So that's the only thing that worries me about Wolford. Well, to that point, though, Jeff, the thing that worries me more about the guys that opted out is right here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like like I said, with uh, Sewell and Chase, uh, Chase and the guys that sat down in college, mm-hmm. are you telling me that because of COVID, you didn't go to any parties? You stayed right. in your house, but you're yeah. supposed to love football and you're going to opt out? Well, I can, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. I, I, I agree to agree with you to a certain point. If Sewell, dude, Pac-12, they didn't even know if they weren't planning on coming back at all. They're all playing in springtime, you know. So I think Sewell was just like, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm just going to make a decision and and sit out and and go on from there. Now, Jamar Chase, he might be a little different because he knew well. It could be the heart thing. He knew the team wasn't going to be that good because Burrow left. He couldn't leave. And with the COVID issues and what, you know, nobody knows what's going on with the season. So I, I can kind of understand what happens because you don't want to take a chance of getting injured your last year of college football and ruining, you know, anything that happens in the NFL. So I do understand that more than I do the guys who opted out in the NFL because that's their damn job is, is to play in the NFL. These kids aren't making any money in college. They're trying to get to the NFL. So I, I give the guys in college a little more slack than I do the NFL guys. Could be agents whispering in their ear, too. Don't cost Probably you. Was. Very well. Very well could have been. But if you look at it on the other side, look at the NBA. Look at the college players that sit out their last year to go to the NBA because they don't want to get hurt. So, you know, you, you can look at it at that angle, too, you know. Jamar Chase being the type of guy he is coming back, but you know, breaks his leg, AC, look what happened to Burrow, whatever. I, I don't really have that because uh, we at least got what two years of tape, freshman and sophomore on Chase. I believe we only got one year of tape on Sewell. So that's why that scares me just a little bit after the Abagwe and I don't want to say Levi, Williams, but uh, you know. The, we, we've not had the best Andre Smith. We've not had the best luck at tackles. So that's what worries me. And I'd much rather take a wide receiver that sat out all year, that played a year with Joe Burrow, than I would a guy that's played one year in college and sat out and is a left tackle and is about to go against grown-ass men on right. Sunday. Uh, Matt's got on here. He said, how would you react if we got OBJ since there's talk you might get cut? No, I don't want that dude. Nope. Nope. I don't give a crap how good he is. We don't need him. Don't want that headache. Nope. I don't want him at all. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and uh, bring in, you know. He's that money. What you got, Tommy? Tommy, what do you think about Tom? Hey, Tom, oh, what do you think about third, third, third wide receiver? He's got that West Virginia internet that's not working out too good for him today. <laughs> what, do you, right, what, Keith, what do you think what, about what third think, wide Keith? receiver, Keith? Um, I'm not in the wide receiver. Okay. Uh, I, I haven't. 
looked into it much yet, but one person I do like is uh, I do like Chase, but I don't think that they need to go for a wide receiver that high. Uh, there's a lot of uh, wide receivers in this draft. This draft is probably one of the deepest at wide receiver that we've seen in a I mean, you can grab a guy that has the potential to be a be a solid uh, NFL receiver in the sixth or seventh round. Uh, one that keeps popping to my mind is DeMonte Coxie from uh, Memphis. And I can't really remember the uh, receiver's name from Arizona State. I'm wanting to say his name's Herbert. He went up against uh, Holland at Oregon. Well, actually, in 19 and 20. And, I mean, he owned him. I mean, his numbers against him was through the roof. And I think that a couple of those uh, guys at the end could come in and fill in that number three. Now, if we want to fill it in at the uh, – with the team, I really think Auden Tate. Yeah, I think Auden Tate definitely can fill that role for sure. And I think he proved that last year once he got a chance to, to do it. And another guy everybody keeps forgetting is, is Michael uh, Michael Thomas. I, he had for like a fourth wide receiver, you know, could be third. You know, him and Tate could split time. I thought he was pretty good. And I'm not worried about replacing A.J. Green. People keep bringing this up. Should we sign him? I'm not worried about replacing him. I love A.J. He hasn't done jack crap for us in three years. He didn't really do anything for us this year, to be honest. We can, and, and like I said, it's this draft is high in wide receivers. And it's high in offensive linemen. So we can get an offense or a wide receiver in third, fourth round, and, and I think we'll be good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. But if you've got Joe Burrow, okay, if we take care of this offensive line, I, I, I and, oh, go ahead, buddy. Tommy, you there, bud? Oh, I'm sorry. My internet's still cutting in and out, so I you think I'm just a little bit behind you guys. Um, but- hey, Tommy, do me a favor. Try try to try to jump off and then jump back on, you see good? if you get a better connection, because you're cutting out big time, dude. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't. I, I can't hear what what Norody's he's saying. It's he's it's slow and yeah. It's the internet, internet, man. Yeah, it, it, but you, you know what I went through. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. but anyway, no, what I was wondering though is you know, if you're sitting there and we've uh, and Tommy, if you're watching while you're rebooting or if you're not, whatever, we'll get back to it. But I, I look at it this way if say we get Daryl Williams, say we get Trent Williams, and we get Thune, and we got Jonah Williams, and the offensive line's taken care of, we got backups such as Ciafilo, uh, Bobby Hart, whatever. Um, and we're sitting there on draft day. We've got the fifth pick, and the guy behind us, or a guy two spots behind us, says, we're taking Jamar Chase. You're sitting there with Joe Burrow. Call him up. Hey, Joe, this is the deal. Do we move back and take a chance on missing Chase and taking some of these other receivers like he was talking about, or do you want Jamar Chase? What do you think Joe Burrow is going to say to Mike Brown, Duke Tobin, and Zach Taylor? Are you saying this if they had already addressed the offense line in free yes, agency? Yes, in free agency. I, I think he's going to say go get Chase. No doubt. That's that. That's, that's what, yeah. what I think. I yeah, mean, if if they address the the offensive line, yeah, he's going to say go, go get Chase. That's because he, he's already he's already talked about how fun it would be. 
to have him, you know, how to, they say to run it back is, is what uh, Burrow has said before and yeah. the chemistry they had and stuff. And I think it would be great. I mean, I, I mean, my dream, my, my dream scenario would be if, well, I've said my dream scenario for an offensive line, but if you get, um, you know, get the offensive line fixed in free agency is to go ahead and get Jamar Chase. Yeah. Um, at, at, at five would be great. I don't, I don't like the idea of getting, um, OBJ. I just don't, that's just, that's not even in the cards from. Yeah. All right, Tom, you're back and we're going four wide again. We got Natty with us now. What's it, what's up, boys? What's up, guys? Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, Natty? Hey, Natty. So, what do you think about what we're hey, talking about, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, look, uh, at number five, I, I mean, I don't think you trade back, to be honest, because uh, you're going to get a generational talent at that spot because one, two, more than likely quarterbacks. Atlanta might go quarterback, and you're going to have Pitts, Chase, or Sewell there. And I don't know if you give up a generational or like a, a guy that's going to be on your team for 10-plus years for for lesser players down the down the draft board. Right. Yeah. That's like I said. The, the only thing that, like I said, I've said this a many times. The only thing that scares me about Sewell is he's 21. He's played, I think, one year of college. That's just, and just with the recent past, that scares me. But it's also not a reason to not draft him. If the Bengals do their homework and they believe he's the guy, then, then yeah, then get him. And if you get, if you have Sewell and you have Jonah Williams, as your bookends with Joe Burrow, that's your that you know that fixes your offense line for the next ten years. And I kind of said that at the beginning of the show. I'll, if they and this is I I really could see the Bengals going this route, signing Thurney, drafting Sewell, and 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 having uh, Jonah Williams at, at right tackle, Sewell at left tackle, and you got Tooney at Tooney and Sewell or Tooney and Spain at guard and Hawkins at center. I'd be okay with that to be honest. I mean, it, it would scare me a little bit, but you know, if it works. You got your offensive line set for, you know, that that's I mean, that's Anthony Munoz and Max Montoya again. I mean, that's you know, <laughs> that's what that's what we had in the eighties when we went to two Super Bowls. Yeah. Like we were saying, I would just rather have it taken care of in free agency. And then once it comes to our fifth round pick, Joe Burrow is gonna say, Give me Chase. We, we they've got that camaraderie. So I just – it would be that much better to me. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. If we do not protect Burrow in the free – in free agency, we've got to protect him with our first pick of the draft. Either way, it doesn't matter how it goes to me. Um, Tommy, Tommy's back. Let's see, let's see if we get his – Let's see what Tommy thought about it. Sorry, guys. My – my internet don't get Lincoln. My power, I guess my LP, uh, LPE just isn't <laughs> great right now. You're good. But um, I believe y'all were talking about other Eagle players. All right. All right. Good. Good. Um, I swear, um, he is heads above uh, other tackles. 
think he's the better. Well, sorry, he's the best tackle. Ah, I I can't. Yeah, I, okay. He, I'm like I can't hear a freaking word he's saying. Hey, dude, that's why we do a show for an hour and we do five <laughs> days a week. So we're uh, here, Natty. You. It's just you and us. You haven't been on the show in a while. You've been hiding on us or what? Uh, life. You know, I've been without light for a few days. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Were you down in Texas? But, uh, yeah, from the Lone Star State. Let's leave it at that. Oh, okay. Cool deal. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're, 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 you're back up and running, though. That's good. Yeah, and then I've also I'm starting a new job soon, so I've been away uh, tending to some personal stuff. Oh, I got you. That's cool. What did I get personal with you? I just hadn't seen you in a while. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's no, the same as COVID show, know, so. bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I want to comment on Suell. I'm, I mean, I've I've heard that teams have him as the number two player on the board. So if you get him at number five, is it's basically biggest need and then best player available in one because right you don't have guys like Sewell coming out every year six foot six 330 pound uh offensive line and just like running out there like a, a dn man like a tight end with that speed like that's that's a rare combination and if we think fran pollux is good an offensive line coach as uh he is then I'm pretty sure he can work with Panay and get as much as he can from him. Yeah, one thing I I I hope that I get to watch since they're not doing the combine this year. I hope when they have uh, the individual workout at Oregon for Sewell that it's on NFL Network or it's on somewhere so I can watch because I have never seen the guy alive. I want to see him. I've seen, like I said, the, trust me, the the tape that I've seen, he's a freaking beast. I mean, he looks. He can. He's just like you say. He's mauling dudes. So I mean, I, I love what I look seen. that way. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So I mean, I love what I've seen. I just like to see it from my own eyes, you know. And I, and I mean, he's been compared. He's, there's been there's talk when you know back in the season was going on that he's compared to the next you know Anthony Munoz. So I mean, that's that's pretty high praise right there. And you know, what better place to come to is where you know Anthony Munoz played for you know 17 years other than here. So I mean, I, I'm. That's the only thing that that worries me, is it's just we've we've heard this time and time again, but it's a draft, you know. So it that's it, you you take it a chance, and, and and like I said, I really do. I can really see the Bengals signing Tooney, drafting Sewell, and have Jonah Williams at the other tackle and going with it, and then spend the money on trying to get uh, Lawson and Willie J three and get that defense uh, set up. Which I mean, they still can draft more offensive linemen. Later on down the line, I mean, like I said, it's a big, heavy offensive line draft and a big, heavy uh, free or a, a wide receiver draft. Yeah, exactly. And Natty, like I was saying, I would rather take care of it with our huge salary cap, get a guy like Daryl Williams, top ten right tackle, have Jonah Williams left tackle, take Thune, have Spain and Hopkins. And then you've got your backups, which would be, you know, uh, Ciafilo, uh, maybe even Bobby Hart, those those type of dudes. And then 
still be able to maybe add that guy that everybody's worried about AJ. I'm not exactly worried about it, but like I was telling Jeff, I think before you jumped on, if we fix our offensive line and free agency and Burrow's sitting there and they're talking to him in the war room, you know, what do you think we need to do here? He's going to say, bring me Jamar Chase and I will bring you touchdowns. How do you feel about that? I mean, it sounds good to me. I mean, that's best case scenario. Right. If we're being honest. Oh, exactly. But, but Daryl did sign a three a three point five million dollar contract, hometown contract last year to prove that he was one of the best and he did prove it. Yeah. But so it's still gonna be half of what Tr- uh, Trent Williams is gonna yeah. want. I'll say he's not gonna sign that again. He wants a higher one. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's gonna cost more than that. But yeah, it's not, still not gonna be Trent. half. Yeah. Right. I think you got to watch out with uh, Falcons do at number four, though, because they got Matt Ryan at 45, uh, 45 a year or this year. That's his cap hit. And I don't think right. the Falcons are moving on from many times soon. So uh, if he's not there, I mean, the Falcons could be fielding calls and someone could come up and mm-hmm. maybe uh, yep. take a chase or, or Sewell if they're there. Or Sewell, yeah. Yeah, that, well, that's the sorry. Falcons are the one that does scare. I really do think the first two are going to be quarterbacks. Like I, there can, I mean, there's talk there could be four quarterbacks in a row, which I know we just said Atlanta probably won't. But I mean, hey. there's there a story coming out that, that Atlanta is interested in Justin Fields. So, well, there's uh, ESPN just has reported within the last hour and a half that they have insiders saying that um, Houston will be going after. Ohio State's Justin Fields as well. So you've got all kinds of quarterbacks. Well, uh, I mean, I, think I, I heard too before we were, well, I was watching uh, I was watching Fox or ESPN before this, but uh, Deshaun Watson wants to go to the Jets, which I'm not sure why in the world you'd want to leave Houston and go to the Jets. But according to sources, that's where he wants to go. So, I mean, I could totally see the Jets and Houston hooking up something and DeMar Johnson or DeMar uh uh, Fields go or I get it right. Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets. Texas move up. And they they take uh, Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. That's actually what's what ESPN reported, saying that they have some inside sources um, to it. So you know, you, you never know how the draft is going to end up. That's why I would really like us to spend that ton of money that we have and take care of what we need with guys who can actually take care of what we need. And we know they can. And this is the thing, Natty, with, with Atlanta too, you got to think of it this way. Like you said, you, you got generational talents at that, at that pick, which Atlanta will be number four. Do they want to pass up on a chance of getting the replacement for Matt Ryan? Because Matt Ryan, let's be honest. He's, He's only got uh, you know a couple more years. He's been around for a while. So NFL teams are more willing to, I think, go after that next big shiny toy, that next franchise quarterback, than they ever used to be. So I, I'm not completely sold that Atlanta won't go after a quarterback. Well, I agree with you, Jeff, but you got to remember that a lot of their money's tied up in Matt Ryan because they gave him that big old contract a few years ago. and They can't well, do anything with him this year. Uh, Philly just moved on from, from Carson Wentz, but they took a huge 
a huge hit to never say never. <laughs> uh, that's true. I, I just I, I'm worried at that number four spot because I don't know what Atlanta's doing. If I knew what Atlanta was doing, I'd be like, okay, you know, I think we could take a Chase or a Panet, uh, Sewell there, or they could trade back and just acquire a boatload of picks from whoever's willing to give them all them picks. Right. Well, the other thing I look at too is is some people have Thune rated higher than, than Sewell. So, I mean, that's where I'm like, if, if, if Sewell's not there, Thune's in, in, in some mock drafts is, 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 uh, huh? There's Slater. 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 Sorry. Slater. Uh, Slater's ranked as high as, as Sewell is in, in some mock drafts because some mock drafts have the Bengals taking Slater over, over Sewell and Sewell going to the Cowboys. I don't know about Slater because does he tackle or is he a guard? Because he's like six foot three, six maybe maybe six four, and he doesn't have the the he's wingspan. A tackle. Yeah, so they, they, I, all, I don't know. All, if all reports that I've seen, they everybody has him as a tackle. Okay, well, I mean, I, I'm I, I like Slater, but I think you have higher upside with this uh, Panay. Oh no, I, I no, I, be, I I agree. With you. I would take Sewell over Slater. I'm just saying that's that's the option of. And that's just what draft experts are saying, you know. And they come out with, you know, new mock drafts every five days. So, yeah, and I'm, and it's okay to be scared because when I look at Panay, I can see Andre Smith. I don't know why. I don't. I watched Andre's, although Andre had much more body fat. I guess <laughs> that's just because he ran with his shirt off. Yeah, but. You know, and I was so excited, you know, big body. Oh, he's quick. He's the fastest. Uh, you know, nobody can get around him. And that was a big letdown for me. And that's the only thing that really makes me think, man, if we could get that a top 10 tackle in free agency, take care of our a guard situation, then still have Hopkins, Spain, our backups, and be able to do what we want and take the best available, I would be happy with that. But I will tell you what, I do have a quote from T.J. Hushmanzada, and he doesn't really agree with about anybody when it comes to taking any players um, that will help Joe Burrow other than offensive linemen. If you guys would like to hear it real quick. Okay, go, go ahead. <laughs> TJ said the Bengals need to focus on keeping Joe Burrow protected. They shouldn't sign or draft any skill players. It should be offensive linemen in the draft and offensive linemen in free agency because you can find a decent receiver in the third, fourth, or fifth. If the protection is there, Joe is going to get you the ball. So he don't feel that we need to have any sort of extra help, uh, any sort of luxury picks. He thinks we need to pretty much use the whole first three rounds on offensive linemen on top of all of our free agency. I don't agree with him completely on that. Not completely, but I can see where he's coming from after what we went through last year, 
sat here and called the whole thing and it happened and I can see where he's coming from. What do you think about it? Uh, I mean, I think Kush is uh, exaggerating a bit and probably to play it up for the media, but I mean, he's not necessarily oh, yeah. wrong. It's just, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself with five because you address the offensive line and free agency. Let's say Panay and uh, Chase aren't there, mm-hmm. you know, because the Falcons love their receivers. So if they see Jamar Chase, they'll probably take them too. Uh, and I mean, I think that uh, I think you could take a guy like a, a Pitts, and mm-hmm. like uh, I know people don't like the pick, but uh, he's not a traditional tight end. Like he can block, but you're gonna have him more as like a big bodied receiver out there. He's not. No one's gonna be able to cover that guy. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm more. I'm, I'm kind of coming around on Pitts. I wouldn't mind it as much. And it, like you just said, now that, that goes to pretty much what I've been saying this whole time that. If we go through, if we fix the offensive line through free agency, like you said, we're not pigeonholed at five. You know, we can take, you can legitimately take whoever the best player there is available. You know, you can take Chase, you can take Pitts, you can take Sewell, you can take Slater. Well, because one of those guys is going to be there at five. I, yeah. I, I'll be shocked if, if they're not. So the Bengals are one of those. I almost guarantee you one of these guys is going to be a Bengal if, if they don't trade out of the pick, that is. Well, my thing with that, with Pitts, is I, I, I watched him a lot, of course, again, down here, being in the southeast. And I I just cannot see us taking him at number five. I, I'm sorry. It, now, if we would move back and grab an extra third rounder and he's still there or something like that, I, I'd be okay with it. But for us, just straight up, it's Pitts time five, at number five. At that point, I think I would rather just move back and keep adding talent to the team. I think and you I just don't, came up, I, came up I with a T-shirt it. there, Jeremy. You just, came up with a, you just came up with a T-shirt there. It's Pitts time. And yeah. like this. It's Pitts time. Yeah. Sorry, I, I like Pitts. I, I do like him as a oh, weapon because he's not a traditional tight end, and you could line him up outside, and he could basically you have Higgins on the outside. You got Izoma and Sample as the tight end. You got uh, Pitts on the outside. On you know that's that's how you're gonna cover three guys, four guys, all above six foot, uh, above yeah. six four. That's and the thing is, too, is if they could use Pitts right, you know we've seen. More and more, the tight end position, I think, is more of a focal point than it ever has been in, in the NFL. You know, with, with Travis Kelsey and Kittle and, and Gronk and all these guys, I mean, it's always been a focal point. But these guys are like serious weapons, you know. And we had that for a little bit with, with um, Eifert. Oh, man. Yeah, Eifert. If he, would ever, if he could have ever stayed healthy, he was that guy. Mm-hmm. He was as good as – every bit as good as those guys were. So – you you could potentially have that with Pitts, so that's where I'm I'm kind of coming around that it wouldn't bother me. But like I said, if they fix the offensive line of free agency, then one of those guys will be there. I, I'm and I'm not worried about it to be honest. I, I just want them to fix the offensive line in free agency, then let the chips fall, fall where they may. And we're also forgetting about Devontae Smith here too. I mean, yeah, this guy, yeah. you know, yeah, he, yeah, don't forget about him. The Heisman Trophy Award winner. Yeah, I mean, he can run routes. Yeah, he's small. He's skinny. Um, you know, he's not the tallest kid and Bengal fans are scared to death, you know, that he's another John Ross, but 
this kid can run routes. And well, he this kid, is this kid was good uh, as a freshman, and he 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 made the catch to win the national championship against Georgia. So, exactly. I mean, he, he's, he's got ice good. water. In his exactly. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that we could do in the first round, but I think if it, I I I just don't think if we feel good with Uzama and we feel good with Sample, we don't reach and say oh well this guy's got some potential we need to i could i could just see us moving back a few spots getting another great pick in the third round maybe even a fourth round depending how far we move back and you know it it is what it, it and it's all mock drafts you know and nobody's wrong nobody uh, is it's, wrong it's just right the mock now. drafts the mock drafts is just like uh, us two idiots talk, you know spend the last it's, Too much talking about it. It's the same thing. <laughs> Natty's not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. I'm not wrong. We are just completely guessing and throwing out what may happen, what may not happen here. You know. I I tell you, uh, Jeff and Jeremy, I would move back if Chase Pitts, nor Swell are there, and there's a quarterback. One of the one of the three quarter one of the maybe both quarterbacks are still there, and the Jets decide to pass on uh, Fields or Wilson. And then, you know, the next two picks are, you know, the consecutively are position players or the guys that we're looking at. I move back then because someone's going to call you and they're going to offer you maybe an extra second or a third or a second and a third and then the the pick. And then I think at that point you're good. Just move back. Yeah, again, that that, that goes to – Setting it, fix the offensive line of free agent, and then yep. it's it's open. And, and like Zach Taylor says, all cards are on the table. It literally would be. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have to, you know, stress out the whole time hoping that Sewell is there. It, it, not that it wouldn't matter, but it would be it would be as big a deal. It, 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 it could give more options to, to trade back. And some people are like, "Why do you want to trade back?" I'm like, "Well, you trade back one. If you get the player you think you, 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 that you want, you give at five. It's say you get about seven. One, it makes it cheaper for the Bengals. Two, if you could get a second round pick with that, another one, that's even better. It gives you more players, more picks, more money, more talent. And you know, like I always say, we gotta stack talent. So it's not a bad idea to trade back. Absolutely not. I mean, depending on like Natty was saying, if 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 the guys that are the best talent that we need are gone there's no reason not to trade back why would you reach for yeah, you know, don't I, don't reach i don't want the Bengals yeah. to reach I, they've done it too much exactly and, what else you got natty and that's where i was just gonna say um that number five spot is the best spot well i mean if we were number three you know if we hadn't won those two games that didn't really matter at the end of the season we'll be three and would have right. the best spot in the draft but that's a that's a different story, yeah. but at five you have the best spot because one of those players are going to fall to you either way. Yeah, you know, that, that's right. that, that's yeah. Because there's too many there's too many quarterbacks. There's three of them that are legit. I think franchise quarterbacks, and then you got then you got your, your two of them uh, below that. Um, or at least one of them, the kid from uh, Alabama. So that's 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 a. Uh, Four quarterbacks in there that that could go in the first four picks. I mean, it, it could. 
I'm not saying it will. I have no idea. But it's, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me at all. As much as NFL, the new NFL, and the Bengals have this, you get your franchise quarterback, young. You don't have to pay him as much money. You can pay everybody else. And you got to win the Super Bowl before you have to pay the quarterback. That's what everybody wants to do. Well, that's how you win nowadays in the league because uh, people are moving away. Well, because the it's not as expensive uh, draft capital like it was like eleven years ago. We're paying these guys pay. like a bunch, like a large contract, and they're on your payroll for like five years. And if they don't turn out for you, you're kind of you're screwed. Yeah, like so. the Rams did with um, uh, um, oh, I want to say Sam Darnold, but that's not his name. Who he was the Oklahoma quarterback, um, Sam, Sam Bradford. Uh, Bradford. Yeah, he, he he caught he he got the I think he got the richest rookie contract ever, and after that the NFL players are like all right screw this you you this rookie's coming to make more money than a you know five year veteran that's ridiculous, yep. which I agree with them. they didn't do anything and Sam Bradford didn't do crap <laughs> so, and that's why it's the the I think Bengals fans should focus on free agency the most mm-hmm. this year I think because that's where yep. We're going to address the needs, and we're really going to see if the Bengals are serious about winning and trying to put Burrow and Zach Taylor in a position to win because that offensive line has been awful for five years close to – or six years, or like five to four years it's been awful. It's just you know rotating door of nobodies and failed uh, draft picks. So exactly. That, that's the most important need is – Offensive line and defensive line to an extent, too. If you can get a pass rusher, this draft isn't too good for uh defensive players at the top. I think, like, no. maybe you're you get value in the second or third round, yeah. not so much first. And I'll put it to you this way, Natty I, I think they're going to attack the offseason like they did last year. Last year, you could tell they wanted they were determined to fix the linebacking core, they went out and drafted three of them and they signed a free agent. That was their whole focus to fix the defense, fix the secondary, and fix the linebacking core. I think they're going to do the same thing on the offensive line this year. That's yeah, Jeremy. yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. I, I think they're planning on doing that. I think they're going to try to get another pass rusher in here, whether it be a you know top uh, three round type guy or maybe a guy like Quan Short just to add in the middle. I think. You know, we're going to have Trey Wayne's coming back. We're going to have Bell, like I said, with another gear. I can't wait uh, to see Trey Wayne's actually play. Me too. With with another great corner beside yeah, him. Because, because he was supposed to be the shutdown corner for us. That's what we brought him in here for. Between and him, we, yeah. And yeah, him, him, between him and Willie J, yeah. that was – but it didn't, it didn't work out. And now if we don't re-sign Willie J, what are we going to do? Put Trey Waynes and then LaShawn Sims across from him again, like we did last right. year. Right. Not going to work. And a lot of this is also going to come down to coaching. And Lou is going to step. Yes, he's going to have to step his ass up, and so is Zach. Because mm-hmm. if we spend all we we well, if I didn't when we did spend a bunch of money last year, we are going mm-hmm. to spend a bunch more money this year. We're going to have two full drafts under this coaching staff. And if they don't do something, they're going to be gone because we've got, the way I look at it now, five years to go. And 
we better make a winning playoff team in that five years or we're in trouble. Well, especially because you, and I'm about to do it, put $100 <laughs> on them to go to the Super Bowl. So we're going this year, 2021. I got money I on it. I plan on it. Plan on wearing my shoes and everything. I'm ready. There you go. I'll tell you guys, I'll, I'll tell you guys something. What's Notice up? how the Bengals didn't swap defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators. And I, and I think that's a sign of this is your final year, Zach, because I, I don't know if they were able to get anybody oh. else outside of the organization to come in and be a, replace one of these guys or if it's a sinking ship and they're just like, no, you guys are staying there and we'll, we'll just let you all go at the end of the season. I well, one think thing that I, was I'll, intentional. Yeah, one thing I'll give Zach credit for because – the, the biggest problem I had with his coaching staff is his coordinators. None of them have ever been a coordinator before. And even the guys behind them, there wasn't a lot of experience there. Now the guys that he's, that he's hired in the last couple of years have, have, they have NFL experience. Now they're not in the coordinating position, but the defense line coach, the offense line coach, uh, the linebackers coach, these guys all been in, either head coaching positions that's somewhere else or coordinators somewhere else. So I think that is a, a smarter move for Zach moving forward because he obviously needs help. <laughs> yeah, he needs help after the offensive line got his franchise quarterback hurt. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, it's just uh, they that needs to be the biggest priority for them, and, and oh, there's yeah. no – going around it, trying to be cutesy and trying to get yep. bargain deals. Go pay the top guys. If it fails, no one's going to fault you for it because they're going to say, at least you tried. At right. least there was a, an attempt to try to get your, your team better as opposed to the Bengals of old where, eh, you know, we can, we can, uh, we'll sign a, a John Miller, you know, a guy that's okay. <laughs> you know, not, not, not a guy you're like, oh, wow. Like you're really happy about. You know, right. like I'm not gonna fault the team if they go out and sign a, a Daryl Williams or a, a Trent Williams or something, and it doesn't work right. out. You know, because then I'll be yeah. like, hey, you know, hey, you tried. No one can fault you. Tried, yeah, you tried, and, and that'll all it, that'll all fall on Zach. I mean, at that at that point, fall, fall on Zach and fall on Armadillo. And 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 you know what? One quick other thing. Um, I know we talked a lot about the Bengals line and that kind of deal. And I know probably everybody's about like getting ready to go eat dinner and all this good stuff. But, you know, we did forget our Zeke of the week. And I was, so I was going to roll, roll, roll into that after we got done talking to Natty, but we can go, go into it now. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got bad. mine written down, dude. I got my mine bad. Go. Okay. I was just <laughs> thinking we had forgot it and nope. everybody got I got, I got my, cause I, well, I, I did that. To, I did that to Natty one time and he really wasn't prepared for it. So I, I was going to wait, wait till I was wanting to throw it. I was wanting to just throw a hit, throw it right at him. I was wanting <laughs> to jump yeah, on him. I, I, I was trying to take care of everybody. See, I had your back. Okay. Well, you're good then. You're good. I just, I noticed the comments and thought, well, whatever, but I was going to try to put him on the line, but you got lucky, <laughs> Natty. You got lucky. <laughs> right, thanks, guys. All right, all right, Natty. I'm gonna I'm think I'm gonna let you roll on out of here because uh, I'm gonna right. eat some dinner Thanks, myself. Guys. But I appreciate Thanks you. Me. Me Take, too. It Later. <laughs> Take care, Natty. <laughs> all right, now actually, I got a couple real quick things I wanted to get into before we get to the Zeke of the week. 
Um, yeah, the UC uh, twenty twenty football schedule has has come out. Oh, now I did. I knew that Indiana and Notre Dame were on the schedule. I did not realize they were back to back weekends. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to me. They start the season out versus Miami at Nippert, uh, and the last game is at East Carolina. So it's going to be very fun, interesting season for the Bearcats coming off of last year's almost Peach Bowl win. And now I'll get to the Zeke of the Week. Now, if you guys don't know what the Zeke of the Week is, it's something that irritates you. Somebody's just done something dumb. Somebody like Jeremy who just tried to just roll over and just do the Zeke of the Week before I was ready Sabotage to do it. it. Sabotage! <laughs> but anyway, my Zeke of the Week is, I don't know her name, but she's the daughter of the guy who sculpted the Vince Lombardi trophy. And she has been going on Twitter. Oh, I can't sleep at night watching Tom Brady throw the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat. I want an apology. Hey, get out of here. He won the freaking Vince Lombardi trophy. They've been in quarantine, going through all this COVID crap all year. They were cutting loose. So what? He threw it. Who cares? It probably would have floated. It's silly. It's dumb. You lady are my Zeke of the week. What you got, that's Jeremy? a good one. That's a good one, too, because, you know, my guy, we've had trophies been run over by buses. We've had guys dancing around with trophies, dropping them. Hell, Gronk hit a baseball with one. Good Lord. Exactly. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, my Zeke of the week. Rhymes with Facebook. I mean, it's Facebook. I'm sorry. This is why Jeremy was dying to do this. He was very excited to do the Zeke of the Week this week. You know what? I'm I'm not even going to give Facebook a hard time. I'm sure they watch about just a lot of their content with everybody out there that they got working for them. God bless you guys at Facebook. But my Zeke of the Week is... Is Facebook, and only because I'm not talking bad about you, Facebook, but I left a movie quote on a certain group that is a Chris Farley group because I love Chris Farley. I love comedy. You guys know, you guys know Jeff loves comedy. Yeah. It's what we do, you know. We think we're we're funny. Yeah. And, you know, almost heroes trying to get an egg, bird comes. Come on, you damn dirty bird. And the dog's barking. Exactly. Yeah, you can hear it. So I put in, come on, you damn dirty bird. That was my favorite, you know, part of the whole movie. And that was bullying. Facebook, you should know better. I'm not a bully, but I'm not hating on you. You're my Zeke of the week. Zeke of the week. And you were out till what, March 15th? To March 15th. And to people, I got to tell you, it is absolutely killing him. <laughs> I can't think. Here, post this. Here, post. Hey, go on my timeline. Say this. <laughs> I can't. I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing. Can't do anything. It sucks. Ah, uh, anyway. All right. I'm gonna get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream this awesome show every single day. Well, Monday through Friday. They are Hootay Nation and Ohio State Bucknuts. Two awesome groups. I recommend you guys go join them. Uh, Tommy's one of the admins on the Hootay Nation. It's fun. They they have a lot of good topics on there. Uh, just it's it's fun to discuss. Like Ohio State Buck that same way. Very active groups. Very fun groups to be be a part of. Uh, also, 
check out my groups. They are Bearcat Ruckus, which I'm trying to get the Ruckus up. Try to get some more people on there. Uh, Radical Reds. And then the Ice Bar is just a fan page or show page, I should say. For me and Jeremy, we, well, like I said, we think we're funny. So we put silly stuff up there and try to make you laugh, try to entertain you. And just things that we find interesting. Then you can also follow me on the rest of my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and me and this weirdo over here do some silly TikToks. Five-star review on the podcast, because we'll be putting it on later on tonight. I'm on BeanPod, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. YouTubers, like I said, we're up to 839. That is awesome. Let's try to get it to 1,000 as fast as we can. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take 842. That'll work too. Other than that, Jeremy D, you ready to roll on out of here? I sure am, buddy. And want to let you all know this weekend is the Elimination Chamber. Sunday the Elimination night. Chamber, baby! Woo! Going for uh, Roman. No, no, no. My bad, Roman. What? 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 Roman what? Reigns. Heck with him. What no. fan are you? Drew McIntyre. There you go. He's going to take the whole thing, baby. That's what I think. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And you guys might just want to keep a peek on the ice bar. You never know what we may end up doing. God forbid. And, <laughs> and we're already praying for forgiveness for from what may happen from now until Sunday night. We're doing <laughs> so. Yeah, because yeah, – because I am unsupervised for the weekend. My wife is gone. My wife, my daughter's gone. They they're visiting people out of town. I spent unsupervised, baby. Woo! I spent unsupervised, and the Cobro is as well. So you never know. There, there might be some behind the berries on uh on the ice bar that we do not leave up there. So you gotta you gotta be watching it live. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you guys want a little fun? Just make sure you hit the notification button. Yeah, there we when we do go live and have some fun, do that kind of thing. But I am getting hungry. So as always, remember one thing and one thing only. And that is, you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. I did. I had to learn that I lived actually in Cincinnati and not in Cleveland a couple days ago. Thank God for that. So. Go Buckeyes, go Reds, go Bearcats, go Ohio Sports. Who day? Joe Burrow's coming back game one, calling it out. They're going to the Super Bowl. And that's just sports, baby. See ya!